Past, present, future. Past, present, future. Managing three time zones for successful living for Jesus Christ. You can all learn some practical things tonight if you'll pay attention. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. That's the God we worship. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. That's three time zones. Our God is perfect. Time does not affect or alter God like it does us. He inhabits eternity in any direction, any zone. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, which was, which is, and which is to come, the Lord God Almighty. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 1.10, speaking of a trial for his life, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver. Amen. Delivered past, doth deliver present, yet deliver future. Paul had experience from two weeks ago, our experience of God delivering us. He knew God had helped him, was helping him, and would help him. Amen. Past, present, future. Paul wrote in Ephesians 5, See then that ye walk circumspectly, inspecting in every angle of the compass, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Right. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I want you and me, the Lord wants you and me, to know the will of God for our lives and not to be foolish. And so we need to walk circumspectly by examining our lives and including the three time zones so that we can redeem time. Life is short. Time is your most valuable asset. And it is constantly disappearing. Redeem time, as it just told us in Ephesians 5. Buy it back by trading foolish uses of time for wise uses of time. These little points here are huge for your life. Some of you are sitting here way behind where you ought to be for your age. Do you know why? Because you wasted time. I'm trying to save you from that and your children from that. And if you'll do things right, the Lord will make up lost time. More to come. Time wasted. If you mismanage time, you lose it forever. You can't go get it back. I'm a 60-year-old man telling you that. The older men in this church would all agree with me. You can't go get it back. It's an it's a unusual commodity. Time zones, past, present, future, are your time zones for this study tonight. Time faults, what we do wrong about time. If you mismanage time, your time, if you mismanage your time zones, past, present, future, you shorten your life. How is that possible, Pastor? Because you sacrifice the utility, that is the benefit or usefulness of your life and available time of your future at an increasing rate because you keep trying to accomplish more in less time to make up and be something with your life. You shorten your life if you don't manage your time zones. Your time faults, if you mismanage your time zones of past, present, future, 
You make your life harder than God ever intended it because you haven't lived it the way he wanted you to live it. Time zones. I think you've heard it now. Past, present, future. Right now you are in the present. You have this moment. You will squander even this moment if you do not listen to this and figure out what you ought to do from it. Right. Let's look at your past. Past sins are forgiven. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. To waste one minute on your past sins is to deny the all-sufficiency of Jesus Christ's death or the faithfulness of God accepting it on behalf of you for your sins. If you have confessed and forsaken them in repentance, they are forgiven. So we're dealing with your past. We all have sins in our past. God's forgiven them. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All his tra- this is God in Ezekiel 18, about a wicked man. If a wicked man turns from his wickedness, all his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him by God. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. For behold, this selfsame thing, Paul wrote, that ye sorrowed after a godly sort. This is godly sorrow for sin. What carefulness it wrought in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. What revenge. In all things, ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Paul wrote that first epistle to the Corinthians, and it was, it was severe. Every chapter had another error on the part of that church, but he wrote this second epistle and said, In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. I'm talking about your past. Remember the R factor that I preached to you on a Wednesday night a number of months ago. God forgives past. Remember? We're dealing with your past. God forgives past sins and expects you to run forward with a clear conscience. If you don't, you're mismanaging your time zones because you're letting your past hold you back. Jesus died for your past, present and future. Forgiven, blasting forward. David was forgiven and blasted forward. The best days of his life were the last days of his life. Gathering the materials for the temple. Manasseh humbled himself greatly in Babylon, was put back on his throne. Israel and Haggai, when as soon as they were told that they had put their houses ahead of the Lord's house, they went to the mountain, got wood, and built God's house. They blasted forward knowing that God had forgiven them, and God said, mark your calendars because I'm going to bless you. Peter, he, he jumped up 40... On the, before the day of Pentecost and led the apostles in replacing Judas and he's the one that preached in the day of Pentecost though he had denied his Lord and Savior three times with cursing and oaths. Mary, she went forward. She stayed with the Lord Jesus Christ. She followed him. She was with the apostles in the upper room in Acts chapter 1. The apostle Paul did not let the fact that he had killed Christians slow him down. Instead, it drove him to be the best apostle ever. Zacchaeus jumped out of that tree and said, Lord, I sell half my goods right now to give to the poor, and any man that I've wronged, I'll restore fourfold. That's blowing forward with a clear conscience because you're forgiven. Some of you like to live in the past, and it's wrong. It's debilitating and destructive, and it's denying the Lord Jesus Christ's finished work. Next, 
Past successes are of little value. The, the first point I made was past sins. Now it's past successes are of little value. Your race, your Christian race. What do I really mean by this word? Your life. Your life involves your whole life and previous laps that you have run and are run and done. They're over. They don't mean very much. Forget them. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, Paul wrote, but this one thing I do, this important point about managing time zones, I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. And Paul had some great accomplishments as the greatest apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's reaching forth unto those things which are before him. He's not looking back. He's not sitting on his laurels. He's not commending himself. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Past successes are of little value. We're dealing with your time zones. Your race, your life involves your whole life. The next lap is the one that counts. The next lap. The lap you just ran, who cares? What if you quit and sit down in an easy chair now? That last lap doesn't matter. It's the next lap. And then it's the last lap when you're 60. (laughs) Jehu ruined his wonderful successes by not finishing well. Solomon ruined his fabulous blessings by not finishing well. Paul perfected the whole rule that I'm dealing with right now by forgetting the greatest apostolic successes for more. He wanted to do more for the Lord. I haven't apprehended yet. I haven't attained yet. I'm reaching forward. Are you all reaching forward tonight? Come on. Let me tell you the whole truth, though, about your past successes. If you're a man like this, Nehemiah. Nehemiah was able to pray, Think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. That's inspired prayer. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and wake not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. So there is a place to use them in prayer, but there is no place to use them to sit still and relax. And if you want one man that didn't relax, guess who it is? Nehemiah. Past failures. This is point number three. For those of you that like to live in the past, past failures do not prove future failures. Try, try, try again. You ought to preach us the Bible, Pastor. Why are you saying that little expression? I didn't learn that from the Bible. Do you think I'm preaching to you something other than the Bible? Past failures do not prove future failures. Because you've been a failure doesn't mean you have to be one tonight or tomorrow. God blesses trying. Try, try, try again. Is that one, two, three? Can I back that up with a Bible? Phinehas, the priest, prayed for Israel. The 11 tribes, after they had gone to war with Benjamin and got beat the first time, 11 against 1, they lost 22,000 men. They went against Benjamin the second time. They lost 18,000 men. What was Benjamin guilty of? The whole tribe had turned into sodomites. Remember the concubine? It's Judges 19 and 20. And so this is the third. Phinehas comes and they beg the Lord, shall I yet again? Some of you would give up because of 22,000 lost. 
18,000 lost. Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? It was a difficult choice. Or shall I cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into thine hand. And in a few hours, how many were left of the tribe of Benjamin? Yeah, a few hundred. The past is not better. That's a lie of the devil. That's a deceit of your own heart. The past is not better. Examine yourself rather than question God that your life is worse or that the previous times were better. Do you know what Solomon wrote? Say not, thou, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. That is not wisdom, that's a fool. Overcome the past. Who gives a rip about your past? None of you have done anything in the past worth talking about, and either have I. Do now, do now what you have learned since the past to make the present better than ever. Let's not look back, let's look forward. We've learned more. We're older. We've had more of the Word of God presented to us. Rules about the past. Past sins are forgiven and forgotten. Run forward. Past successes are of little value. Finish stronger. Past successes work in prayer, but never to relax. Nehemiah did not relax with his project. Past failures do not prove that you're a failure. Try, try again. Leap into it with the Lord's help. Forget the past. Why in the world would you want to go backward? What a loser. Make the future better. When? Right now. In your heart and as soon as we can say amen. Let's look at your future. Your future is blessed. If you will live by the rules of righteousness written in the Bible, your future is blessed. Did you all read what happened to James Ballinger on Monday morning? Do you think that's some stupid coincidence? That's just flat out crazy. I'm on the phone with James on Sunday evening. He's wanting to lay out the rules for his 40-day purpose-driven life. And he wasn't following Rick Warren. He was following Steve Curl. Cutting off every single magazine, internet, television, you, everything. Radio, everything for the Word of God and sermons for 40 days. And I'm not telling you this because he's some new monk in our midst. He, he heard something on Sunday that convicted him, and in zeal to be closer to Christ, he made a decision. On Monday at work, his boss, his boss's boss, and the COO, who he's never met, called his name and said, we want James Ballinger in this new job that's two grades above his present job. Your future is blessed. We're talking about your future now. Children, your future can be great. If you'll follow the Lord like little Samuel, his future was great. Daniel, his future was great. David, his future was great. If you'll live by the rules of the Bible. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. I love that. He's a sun, that's nourishing. He's a shield, that's protecting. The Lord will give grace and glory. Oh, look at this verse. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You walk uprightly, no good thing will he withhold. Your future can be blessed. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight yourself in God. Love him. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That's a blessed life. 
regarding the word of God, moreover by them, that is the commandments of God, is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them, that's the commandments of God in the Bible, there is what? Great reward. Your life is blessed. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, seek it first, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What are all these things? All the things that worldlings want, when all they can think about is goodies, we get the goodies and the Lord. Amen. Your needs, first of all, your future is blessed. Your needs are known. God takes care of lilies and ravens, and he knows all your needs. Manna. And when they did meet, that is measure the manna with an omer, that's a measuring amount, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. So when you got home and measured it out, you had what you needed for you and your family. Speaking of all those goodies that I mentioned, all these things do the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He already knows it. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore. Ye are of more value than many sparrows. There is no reason to fear the future. He knows the hairs on your head, let alone your job needs, your marriage needs, your financial needs. He cares about little sparrows. They're sold for nothing because they're worthless birds. And he says that ye are of more value than many sparrows. Believe it. Your future is blessed. Worry is destructive sin. I don't care what temperament you have. Worry is destructive sin. God is your Father. The Almighty God, the Lord Jehovah, He wants you to enjoy the carefree life. When is He going to make it carefree? Right now, if your heart was in the right place and you were fulfilling your duties. If you cheat on your duties, He cheats on blessing you. If your heart isn't right with Him, He's going to blow against you. It's a simple equation. It never fails. If your life is messed up, it's because you're not giving the Lord what the Bible says to give Him for your status, your age, your role, your place in life. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. That's telling you not to worry. Don't think about tomorrow or worry about it. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about it. Be careful for nothing. That's the carefree life. That word careful there means anxiety or fear or worry. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. This is the rule of God for the future of your three time zones. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. God can restore time. If you live right, by loving and obeying him, he can make up for past follies on your part. I will restore to you, God told the Israelites, the years that the locust hath eaten. God sent an army of insects into Israel to devour their agricultural products. Ye shall eat in plenty. Listen, when all agricultural products are destroyed, you do not have seed to plant 
for the next year, you are in serious trouble. You have nothing now. You have nothing to plant. That means you have nothing that year. The next year, it's a mess. I'll restore it. I'll cover that problem that you think you have. I'll restore to you the years. Yeah, yeah you got a big problem out there, don't you? Not really. This is what the Bible's written for. Right. That we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Right. Ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously, because it's going to take a wonder, and my people shall never be ashamed. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Okay. I will strengthen, this is the recovery of, of Judah, back to Israel. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them again to place them. For I have mercy upon them, and they shall be as though I had not cast them off. When you leave a nation for 70 years, the infrastructure is destroyed. The, the Jerusalem was a big pile of rubble with oak trees growing in it instead of weeds. They were the weeds. They shall be as though I had not cast them off. The restoration would be so miraculous. For I am the Lord their God and will hear them. Amen. No problem is too great for our God. God's protection over those that love him easily exceeds any enemy or problem. Though an host... What's another word for that? Army. Though an army should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. The host is, is encamping against one man. Wars rising against David. In this will I be confident. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed. What if the earth disappeared out of its orbit? And you're hanging in space. Therefore will not we fear. Amen. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, we will not fear. Right. Your future is protected, guaranteed, blessed by the living God. Amen. You can ruin the future. Never sacrifice the future on the altar of the present. The altar is your burning desire to do something right now to make you comfortable, to make you happy, to fulfill your lusts. And so you go ahead and jump on that present little delicacy, but it sacrifices your future because it was wrong. There's so much more that could be said on that, and it's a link at the end of this study. If ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. You can ruin your future. Your sin will find you out. Good understanding giveth favor. We want God's favor. But the way of transgressors is hard. That's the choice that you make every day. The stupid decisions that you make. That I make. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm mad at sin. I'm mad at foolishness. Submit the future to God's will. Do not presume on any of your plans or even being alive tomorrow. Submit it to God's will. The Bible says... When you put together a strategic plan, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Anything you have planned, your future, is totally dependent upon the will of God because you may not be alive tomorrow morning when the sun comes up. Who holds the future? The living God, yes. Does he hold your hand? He does if you're walking with him. Is God less in control of your future than at your birth? No. Then why are you worrying? 
How much worrying did you do in your mother's womb? Did you make it? I guess so. You're here. Did, you, did your worrying help? Why did you ever learn how to worry? Who taught you to worry? What book did you read it in? Where did you ever analyze it to see how much it accomplished? What is your future? Your future is the cumulative total of the days of your life, for good or evil. Of course, that circle right there ignores the grace of God overcoming and delivering us from our sins. But we're, talk, we're, we're talking about practicality right now of God's favor or transgressors having a hard life. Rules about the future. Your future is blessed. He will take care of you. Your future is known better than you know it. Worry is destructive sin. So live carefree in faith. God can restore time. So love and obey Him. Don't fret. No problem is too great. God is on your side. Amen. Good examples... Good examples that knew how to look at the future and live right. Joseph, turning down Mrs. Potiphar. Moses, leaving the riches and pleasures of Egypt for the people of God. Caleb, going into the land of Canaan that you heard from Nathan a few weeks ago. David, not killing King Saul, but waiting for the Lord to do it. Asa, demoting his mother and so forth. Josiah and the Lord Jesus Christ for the joy that was set before him. He looked at the future and it made his decisions for the present. Bad examples for the future. Lot. See, Lot made a choice for the present goodies in the valley of the Jordan. Esau sold his birthright because he was hungry. Are you kidding me? What a profane waste of a blessing. Achan wanted those goodies in the city of Jericho. Samson wanted Delilah. What did it cost him in the future? Saul, Gehazi, Hezekiah. Let's look at your present. It's all you've got. You cannot change the past, and you do not know the future. It's all you've got, brethren. Act on conviction now. Amen. Conviction not used today will likely not be felt tomorrow. Do you understand that? When we get convicted, you've got to run with that conviction. Seek ye the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. While he may be found, call ye upon him while he is near. He doesn't always have to be near. He doesn't always have to be found by you. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments, David wrote. Today's choices count. I've been over that point. But I want to state it again. Never sacrifice the future on the altar of the present. Time runs out. If you're sinning and know it, God will not be mocked or forever delay your judgment. He that being often reproved, and you're being reproved right now, and so am I, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. That's the word of God. That is the God we're dealing with. We're not dealing with a sugar daddy in the sky. And I gave her space. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Jesus of the Bible. I gave her space to repent, of her fornication, and she repented not. This is spiritual fornication. She repented not, God killed her and her followers. Jezebel, the prophetess of a church of Thyatira. Don't let life happen. Grab it. Grab life. Manage your time zones. We're in the present right now. Grab it one day at a time and manage it, starting with today. Starting right now. Don't let life happen to you. 
make life happen the way it's supposed to happen. God will help you do it. Let's apply the time zones to your life. You need, a, you need schooling or a transferable skill? If you need schooling, there is only one key or important semester. This one. This one. It's the only one. You don't even know if you'll be alive for the next semester. This semester. You know, if James gets promoted, there's a job open in supply chain management. Titus just got a great job in supply chain management. Anybody that wants to get into supply chain management, go get trained a little bit and take these guys out to lunch. But you got to be in school. Your reputation. Your reputation is basically what you are doing right now. God and good men forgive the past, and God and good men ignore the future because no one knows what it is. It's what you're doing right now. The present. Your reputation. Forget what you did or were. Forget what you want to be. What are you right now? This is managing your time zones. What are you right now? What are you known as in the church? What are you known by God for? What are you doing with your life? Youth can wait. Guess again. Your choices right now are forming your future, and God says to remember him now. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Things will get better. On what basis do you think things are going to get better? Only zeal, only zeal for God improves a life. You can have a feast today and all day tomorrow if you'll do what he says for you to do with your life. Mentally, internally, with your spirit and with your hands and feet. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. It's a choice to be happy. It is always a choice to be happy. And it is a choice to be depressed, discouraged, lazy, and a trouble to your family. It's a spoiled baby choice. Grow up, crawl out of your crib, and grab life and live it. He wants you to have a continual feast. This is our Heavenly Father. Foresee the evil. Look ahead to see changes you should make to avoid being punished in the future. That's what we should do in the present is look at things are changing. I need to do this. It's a practical piece of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. You think there's pleasure in sin? You lie to yourself. Pleasure is little of sin. The pleasure of sin is little and it's brief. Punishment will be great and the reward for good is lost. Now if the punishment is great and the reward is great, didn't we read that in Psalm 1911? That in the keeping of them there is great reward. Now if, if you don't get the great reward and you get great punishment instead, is that double greatness against you? Or am I just crazy? You know the verses. I know the time. Change in time zones. You know what happens in life? We pop in here. We cry for mama. Every hour or so we get a little bit older and we realize, oh, there's time zones. I have a past. Yeah, I remember being five. I had so much fun riding my tricycle. You know, and then we think about the future. Your future, this is life. Your future becomes your past. And lost and ruined by slothfulness now. If you're slothful in the present, your future is going to quickly be your past, and your past is going to be lost and ruined. If you don't take today, grab it and make something of it. We get a string of beads called days, and it's a life. 
and we're going to give an account for them. Procrastination is presumption. When you procrastinate and say, I can do it tomorrow, manana, you assume that you can do tomorrow what you should do today wrong. Leverage time. Watch this. The sooner, the sooner you do a thing, the more you get done. And the more time you will have. Wow! That's leveraging time. Instead of waiting till the last minute to do it. And procrastinating it. Presumption is profane. What counts is now. We should not say we will do better. Let us do better today. Marriage. The past is worthless, except for bitterness. Why are you even thinking about it? The future is unknown, and there you are stuck with someone. You're going to go home with someone. You're going to probably see things. Anyway, let's just stop there. The past is worthless, except for bitterness. The future is unknown. Now is the time for love. Go home and love your spouse. Tonight. Tonight. It's the present. Tomorrow, tonight, will be the past. And you have added one more bead of worthlessness and rebellion that you'll give an account for, and it's going to cause you pain in your marriage from now until you die. You can change it and have a continual feast. It has nothing to do with your spouse. You've already picked your spouse. God's already picked your spouse. Go home and love them. Blow them away. Send me texts that you had to call 911 to revive them. I'll put it in an update for you. Be terrified, my dear brethren. Be terrified. Present sin will bring judgment in your future and will soon be pa- uh, it will soon be your past that you cannot alter. That's a terrible equation. I'm telling you something right now that when you're on your deathbed, you will, have put into, you will wish you had put into practice. But I'm telling you now, before you're on your deathbed, I don't want to talk to you about, I can't talk to you about this stuff on your deathbed. I'm going to pat you, and I'm going to kiss your forehead, and I'm going to read you scripture. As I know that you are going to have one terrible explanation to give to the Lord for not using your life. Help me. I'll help you. Push me. Let's be the best. Ride me. Use your riding crop. It's too late. This is the cry of a man that played in the past and now hates his painful present. It's right here in the book of Proverbs. How have I hated instruction? You're getting an opportunity tonight. Use tonight. Potential loss. Most men never come close to their potential by mismanaging the present, which is right now. Most men never come close to their potential because you are going to do something stupid tonight to waste time. If you're married, go home and love that spouse. Get on your knees with that spouse. Love the God of heaven. A better sacrifice. Temperance sacrifices the present for the future. Remember the time zones. God's given us rules for each time zone, and doing things your way will ruin your life. The Bible tells us how to deal with the past. The Bible tells us how to look at the future. The Bible tells us what we ought to be doing right now. I've tried to briefly throw it at you tonight. Life choices affected by time zones. Which one do you want to pick on? Spirituality? Right now is the present. If you do not seek the Lord right now, more important than your health, 
which is way down the list of priorities, more important than your finances. If you don't seek to be walking with God and drawing closer to Jesus Christ, you will drift away from him. If you keep eating anything you want, you will soon weigh a a, a number that you don't want. It's sacrificing the future on the altar of the present in every one of these. If you don't deal with your bitterness, it will eat up your relationships. If you don't stop spending more than you're making, you're going to go to ruin. And, and I, that's it. Life is short. Time is your most valuable asset and it is constantly disappearing. Redeem the time by buying it back. Getting rid of foolish uses of it. God can forgive your past. You can change your present, which will bring a rosy future. It's that simple. Where do you want to cheat? You don't want to believe that God's forgiven you your past? You Bible-denying, Christ-hating person? Because the Bible says he does, and Christ died for your sins. You can change your present. I'm in a situation that I can't change. You absolutely can change. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, and God will bless the effort to change. You say, I've tried before. It doesn't matter if you've tried before. You tried as a baby. Try as a man now, or a woman, and try again, and then try again. Remember? Israel went up against Benjamin, lost 22,000, lost 18,000, and then won. Younger folk, all of you in here under 25. Bethany, now is your turn. I told you it was coming. From zero to 25, use time wisely with the rules in this study that I, to be greater and happier than the elders in this church. You have a blessed privilege in front of you to hear this right now. Joseph, you can be great like the man in the Bible with your name, the two men in the Bible with your name, by following these rules and learning them. You can be great. How old are you now? Ten years old. Be wonderful. We're not ten, are we, brethren? He's hearing wonderful things if he can grab a hold of them and his parents will help them. Him and Zach and Jacob and all the rest of you. Middle folk. Shane, are you a middle folk yet? You are. Use the prime of life to ignore the past and future to apply yourself for greatness before God. You're in the prime of life. You should be everything that a a man should be and everyone else that's between 25 and 50. For us older folk, let's use our experience. Let's use the wisdom that we should have acquired to efficiently burn ourselves out for Christ and his kingdom and go out in a blaze of glory. Why would you want to go out any other way? His glory, not ours. His glory. For a good follow-up, there's a three-page outline, Sacrificing the Future, that has a lot more verses. There's no time to sing. Thank you for coming out tonight. It's been 130 minutes. It's for the glory of God. It's for the benefit of our church. It's for the sanctity and salvation and happiness of your families, your souls. This is what the the Bible deals with, these time zones. Your past, your future, and what you're doing right now. But what you're doing right now Tomorrow is going to be your past, and it's gone, and it's lost. And the time we will never have this two, two hours and ten minutes again. I'm going to give an account for it. If I used it wisely for you, you're going to give an account for it whether you listened. Together, let's help each other advance, go forward, and go boldly and aggressively to do all that we can for the Lord, with the Lord, for his glory. Amen.
Stand with me. Heavenly Father, I always end up going so fast, but Lord, I hope that you'll bring some of these things to their memories. I hope that they will review the slides with their families. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for telling us how to approach this thing called life that gets away from us so quickly. Us older ones know how fast it goes. The younger ones have no idea. We've tried to warn them tonight. Every age group, O oh Lord, convict us by your Holy Spirit and by the Word of God that we might use our time wisely and be all that we should be for your kingdom. Let us never think that we've apprehended. Let us never think that we've attained because Paul didn't believe either about himself. Let us reach forward. Let us press for the prize. Let us seek to do more for your greater glory. Forgive us for our errors and faults with the past. Forgive us for our erroneous perspective of the future. Forgive us for squandering and being slothful in the present. And help us to do before we're asleep tonight what we ought to do before we're asleep tonight. Forgive us our sins, Heavenly Father. Bless our church. Put a hedge around it. Protect us from evil. Keep the powers of darkness away from us. Draw nigh to us as we draw nigh to thee. Fill us with your spirit. Lead us to the Lord of glory, our Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>